Well, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Hager Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. As we're on a first segment, Dane, and uh, what's in store for us tonight on the old uh, Hager Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly? Well, we had a lot of action this weekend at the Goshen Duels. AJ and I were there on Friday, and I was there on Saturday also. Lots of stories to bring you and some cool uh, sort of behind-the-scenes looks. Uh, we had the radio debut of Chad Kukulhan, which yeah, I was, was going to say, Dan, you don't want to discount it, your, it was, your assistant. It was exciting. It was a lot of fun. You didn't tell him he wouldn't get paid, right? <laughs> it was free gratis work. <laughs> and then free gratis work. On, uh, let's see, later in the show, we're going to be joined by Brandon Razzo. He's going to provide us with some updates on the uh, girls for the Belmont team and a little bit of an update on what uh, the graduates of the girls team are doing in college and then in the second period we're going to be joined by coach john tone of the bishop dwenger saints as he's going to preview the first dual meet between belmont and dwenger since 1996 which comes up on wzbd on thursday and then in the third period we're going to take a look at south adams lineup as they have two big dual meets this week they wrestle daleville on tuesday and then they take on delta on thursday and coach gaskell is out there uh, shaking hands and kissing babies, trying to get that 12th spot for the <laughs> 1A team state. Well, we'll talk a little bit about state football, and we'll also look at our schedule for the rest of the week. We made it through that insane weekend. Um, I, I doubt there are a whole lot of radio stations out there in the state who are handing off equipment in the parking lot of Applebee's <laughs> in random cities. But that's what we did on Saturday, and we brought you a very exciting game on Saturday night between Belmont and Woodland, Woodland coming out on top there. But um, if it's possible, WZB is going to get it done, and we have a lot more in store for you this week. We had three Purdue wins in basketball and a Purdue win, sorry, AJ, in football I know. on Saturday. And uh, just a lot of different stuff, and we're, we're, we're getting into that uh, college basketball season. We've got the first Big Ten game between Purdue and Minnesota this week. We've also got Pacers basketball and, of course, we've got Monday Night Football tomorrow for the Colts. So a lot going on, for sure, on WZBD. Rex, the Braves went 10-0 this weekend. Five wins on Friday, five wins on Saturday. Um, there were a, a lot of good matches. It definitely built on itself compared to the way it started in the first two rounds. It was not very exciting to see Belmont against South Bend Adams and South Bend St. Joe, as I don't think we got 14 matches combined in those two duels. Um, but we talked a, a little bit. I think, AJ, you said you talked to the South Bend Adams coach, or maybe it was Mary Freet was telling me that um, South Bend's struggling with participation. And, and um, what is the coach's name? He's been there a long time. I, talk, gentleman. I talked to Riley. South, okay, you South talked to Riley's okay. coach. Well, anyways, he was saying, hey, when the season started, we had 20 guys signed up. And we thought we were going to fill every weight. We committed to this tournament. And he said by the time we got to the, the second week of practice, we were down to 10. And by the time we got to this weekend, we were down to 6 or 7. Been there, done that. And so I, I know a lot of people were upset. Well, you know, we had nine forfeits against South Bend Adams. Uh, you know, you, you, ha you have a hard time being hard on a coach who said 
that they had these these this many kids come out and they were planning on it but you know it is what it is well dan you're lucky that you you actually got to uh, see what the lineup was going to be the one year i went up uh, to cover an adam central match at the uh, new haven duels and uh, pulled us off and adam teams the only slot we had to do and same thing they had like five guys there and it's like you you plan your schedule around. If you can talk to the ads and figure out what the schedule is going to be, you can make a lot better uh, match for the broadcast. If you show up and here it is, it's like this is my window and I get to do five matches. Well, I think AJ and I saw a pretty good match. I thought that the Chesterton match was was worth covering, and and Belmont saw some competition. We learned a lot about Giovanni Hernandez. Had some good conversations with him and with the coaches about the way he's approaching this season. Um, I talked to Gavin Davis afterwards. I don't know, AJ, if you got a chance to talk to him. but I talked to he and his father both. Yeah, and Gavin said, you know, he's not mad about the loss at all. He said, I, I took this guy down. I learned something about myself. I got some motivation. I'm not worried about having one loss on my record. And, you know, it's not that big a deal. You know, you can take some solace from beat, getting beat by a good guy versus uh, just – you know, going out and wrestling nine guys or getting three forfeits. I mean, that's that's a match he needed. What were your thoughts on Giovanni Hernandez? Oh, fun to watch. Giovanni uh, Hernandez uh, doesn't wrestle like a first-year sophomore. He has got skills. He, uh, he he uses his body weight well. He he seems to stay right in good position. And uh, he's not afraid to try things. Uh, you know, we've seen him shoot legs. We've seen him make a throw at the, at the buzzer, which won him a match. And uh, Giovanni has stepped up there and solidified that heavyweight spot that Belmont did not know if they were going to have any heavyweight this year. They've got a lot of backups for Giovanni, but he is going to be perhaps that eighth win that Belmont needs to win the big dual matches. And, Rex, I, you know, AJ was calling the match, and I was trying to watch what was going on and and see what the storyline was. And you could see Giovanni, he was tying up, and he was rotating. And we were opposite from the scoreboard, but Giovanni was looking directly at the scoreboard. As Watching he was, that clock as he was tied up, And he, he watched it, and he watched it, and he watched it. And when that hit two seconds, boom, he hit his throw. And I talked to him afterwards. He said, I knew that if I did it at four or five seconds, that kid could have rolled through. And that's what the Chesterton coach was arguing. That it was too late. He's saying, hey, you didn't give my – yes, he had, he had control, and he was on top when the buzzer went off, but you didn't, you didn't let my kid have even have the opportunity time. to roll through. Well, as official, there's no reaction time when the buzzer comes off. <laughs> I mean, true. if there's 10 seconds left, yeah, there's reaction time. Buzzer goes off, you make the call. It's a situation. It's a, it's a moment in time. And I think that's what the official told him. And, you know, I was sitting in Meyer parking lot in Fort Wayne yelling out the window <laughs> when that happened. It's like, you know, my wife's shopping. I was in there for like six hours. I was out in the parking lot, so I listened to like four wrestling matches in the parking lot. But uh, it, it's, it's nice to see a young man that come into the room like that, that that feels like he's been very accepted by the program and uh, has those challenging matches that uh, he steps up for and takes that chance at the last minute. You know, we, we watched Dalton Robinson for four years that would take that to the seventh period every every time and try and win by one point where Giovanni's like, yeah, let's throw the dice on this one. Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily a case of Giovanni not wanting to go to overtime. I think he was just as likely to be the winner in overtime as he was in regulation, but he took that opportunity and – uh, those two seconds that he had, he recognized it and he used it, and uh, it, it showed a lot. And I talked to Coach Myers a little bit afterwards, and he said, "Man, this kid's really growing on me." And I think uh, that, that says a lot about what Giovanni's done just in these in these. You know, two weeks. Rex, uh, you you've seen a lot of over and under throws, and you understand that when a guy gets it hooked up, and I saw him hook it up a couple times during that match, and then toward the 
the final five or seven seconds, he's pushing the kid toward the out-of-bounds line, waiting to see if the, his opponent would push him back. He did. He pushed into him, and that's when Yovani threw it. Because you know what happens if you don't push into him. It's an OSL. Yeah. <laughs> or you just go out of bounds. And OSL is the Lloyd throw. Yeah, we know. Oh, oh darn Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> A Cross Creek Golf Club here in Decatur on US 224 now has discounted memberships for every golfer in your family. It's Christmas shopping time, folks, and for merchandise and for 10 plays, uh, 10 pass plays, stop in Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. The Pro Shop will be open from 10 until 2 o'clock. That's Cross Creek Golf Club. You're not going to do any better for your family if you get a family membership or if you get a youth membership for that youngster in your family that's going to take up golf. It's very inexpensive, and now's the time to do it. Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays from 10 to 2 at Cross Creek Golf Club on US 224 right below us here in Decatur. With that, the weigh-in segment has ended. We're going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us as he does every Sunday night. We'll be back with the first period on our guest coach, uh, Brandon Razzo, right after these messages here on WZBD. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home is honored to serve the community we love and live in. Locally owned and operated by Ryan Hershey and Eric Zelt, we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, care, and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care. We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Clubhouse Grill, and we've made our way to the first period after uh, all of us made weight. Brandon, you made it weight. You checked in. You good? I'm good. I'm ready to wrestle. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready to talk, not wrestle. So, <laughs> welcome to this show as uh, we make our way to the first period. And uh, Dane kind of had it laid it out here. We're going to do a, talk a little bit about girls wrestling. And I'll tell you that uh, when I was down at the football state championship, I walked in and uh, who's standing there? But uh, our buddy, the commish, Robert Falcons, and. I pushed him on. I thanked him for, you know, moving girls wrestling up to the, uh, you know, the emerging new sport status. And I had a little conversation with our buddy Jason Willie and said, look, I think Dane and I pushed him on our show. I like to think that we had some influence on uh, getting the commission to put it at that level. But then again, we talked to uh, Coach Meese Noble last week, and he had a tournament, had 130 girls there. That's more than he had the whole first year they ever wrestled. And that's in one tournament at the beginning of the season. What do you think of that? Brandon, <laughs> I tell you right now, uh, just from last year to this year, uh, I'm pretty sure numbers have at least doubled. Really? Uh, in the state, we've 
the past few years we've only had uh you know one tournament per weekend or maybe only a total of like three tournaments through the whole state for the whole season uh and now we're at a point where there's anywhere from one to three tournaments uh every saturday right now you know and all those tournaments are have a lot of girls i think we total up with the the three tournaments that uh Coach Reason talked about last week. I, I think they totaled close to 400 girls in those three tournaments just in one weekend. Yeah, I know. Uh, Belmont had kept last year's schedule and moved it to this year with wherever you guys went with Andrea and Trinity last year. And I noticed already that some of those have changed because you dropped out of one. You weren't going to Northview this year because there was one closer. And I think each school that buys in, they're not just adding one girl or two girls. No, all of a sudden, they're, they're adding yeah, pretty six, much whole teams. Six or ten girls all of a sudden are joining, and you talk about doubling your numbers. That's how you do it. So, Brandon, have you talked to other coaches to talk to them about where those girls are coming from? And have they kind of are they going to recruit them, or the girls have just kind of caught on into the fact that they're wrestling a girl schedule? They're more interested in it. It's it's a little of both. Uh, some coaches are pursuing, you know, going after you know certain sports and stuff like that. Like I remember last year talking to a. Ed Pandoski from Carmel, and he ended up having a bunch of girls last year, and it was basically their, like, girls' rugby team. Uh, he got the girls' coach from the rugby team and was like, hey, you want to come do this? And boom, they had a bunch of girls. And it's kind of been like that uh, throughout the state, and a lot of it, it's you get a hold of one or two, and it's bring your friends. And then all of a sudden you've got – you know, a group of six girls that all know each other, and that's how these teams are starting to grow. Well, I think those rugby girls kind of come with attitude, don't they? <laughs> yeah. So talk about it a little bit. You talk about bringing in other girls. I think that's maybe one of the most difficult things that uh, Belmont's one girl this year right now is struggling through. Mm-hmm. Lorelai Miller is brand new to the sport. Um, her brother wrestles on the team. Her dad's been helping out. Um, but she's unable to find that practice partner. What are the challenges there with trying to work somebody through a practice without having somebody at that same ability level? It doesn't even really matter with gender as much as having somebody who's the same weight and as green and as fresh as, as she is. It's hard. It's hard to grow in this sport as fast as you need to grow, especially when you don't have the experience like she does being a first-year wrestler and you know when when we're starting the season we're already hitting on, on like a top level and going with it the technique the drilling you know we it used to be kind of like phasing in but now right when we start on day one it, it, it's go for us and an experienced wrestler whether it be a girl or a boy it, it's tough especially uh just learning the stuff because technique is such a big part of this sport so right now uh you know and and we and we told Lorelai we're like you know it's gonna benefit you if you can find at least one partner like bring one girl up and and in that way it's just easier they they learn more when they're wrestling someone of the same instead of right now her wrestling you know one of the JV boys she's she's getting better but she's not gonna get as good as she can uh, not having the right type of partner. So, Brandon, you're also involved on Indiana Matt. Are you still doing the girls' uh, overall rankings? Uh, yes, I am. I uh, actually just sent Joe uh update 
today, so new. Well, that means I'm going to have to send in my updates for team. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, hopefully today or tomorrow uh, the new state rankings for girls will come out. And there's been so many more girls that I have extended it. I was just doing top 10. Uh, this next update will have top 12. Um, there's a couple weight classes. I could extend it out, like 106. 106 is is stupid. Like, there's so many good girls. You got Juliana Ocampo, Rianne Murphy just came back from Wyoming Seminary in Pennsylvania. Um, Heather Crawl. Heather Crawl, Joy Cantu, uh, and some tough freshmen coming in this year. Uh, I actually just found out, because I've been wondering about this one girl, Alexandra Bastaic from Highland, and uh, finally the coach emailed me this stuff, and she's a freshman this year, and I had her at 138 because I saw her wrestling that in the boys' lineup. And he let me know, hey, she's going 126. This is what she's done so far as a freshman. And uh, I just uh, inserted her into the number well, one spot at 126. 138, I'm looking at the rankings right now. Uh, Alani Davis is, is somebody that I really admire from what I've seen my last two trips to the girls' state final. She's your number one at, at 138. Yeah, uh, and she's been at 145 uh, the past couple years. Uh, but earlier this season, Ellie Jankowski of Lake Central uh, – Beater dropped, mm-hmm. came down from 152 to 145 this year and beat her. And then uh, next week you saw Alani weigh in at 138. And then uh, the next week she went back up to 145 and wrestled Ellie again and beat Ellie uh, this time. So, uh, so Brandon, I know that, like, we always talked to Mike Reiser. We had Mike on last week. And, you know, he's he's got a big job to go through all those guys and look through all the – different tournaments and stuff uh, after those big tournaments that first week i mean do you have a lot of homework to do to go through who placed in those and who beat who and run through those brackets to get your information yeah that's usually my sunday or monday is I, I go through all the tournaments and i input all the results i can onto indiana matt and i also just into my spreadsheet that i have and so basically i mean all the tournaments are on track so i can see i can get all the matches mm-hmm. But now it's starting to help out because I've had in the past week, I've had more emails from coaches sending me information on girls. And, and that's what we've been looking for. I think they're starting to realize it's growing. Get these girls noticed. Because especially someone new to the sport, once they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I just beat this girl. It, it just keeps getting better and better. And right now the talent in Indiana is, is really good. Well, I think one thing that's been nice, too, I know I used to keep, and you probably have some experience with this, used to keep pieces of paper or notebooks or, or index cards or something to keep track of all this stuff now. And we'll give a shout-out to, to Joe at Indiana Matt. Now you can take all of those individual results. You can check the box or you can click whatever, and it shows up there. And I know for me, when I'm going through the team rankings, I'll go through all of the results that are in, on Indiana Matt I'll click that they're key wins or key losses, and then I'll hit refresh, and then I'll have that whole graphic there that shows me all of the matches that I need to see. You know, I don't need to see that Belmont beat South Bend Adams 84 to nothing. I need all of that to go away so I can just see the matches that matter. Um, and doing that on Indiana Matt is so much easier because of the work that Joe's done and his technological wizardry. So, Brandon, do you think that uh, by breaking up and making four regionals this year is a benefit to the girls? Yes, huge benefit. Uh, For one, just 
the time of the events, having the two regionals, there was just too many girls in a weight class mm -hmm. to, you know, break it down because you can only have five matches in a day. So trying to create those brackets were just – it was awful. It, it was tough for Pat Culp and the rest of the women to, you know, get those going and getting the tournament going on time. So I think, you know, spreading it out and having the four regionals broken into, like, the guys' semi-states – and taking the top four from each and making a 16-person bracket, it's going to be great. Where are all those four regionals at, Brandon? Do you know? Um, I've, got, I've got it right okay. here in front of me, actually. And we'll give Jay County a hard time because they just steal everything now. <laughs> Let them. They they're run a stealing, good tournament. They're they stealing run. the girls' tournament, our team state tournament. Rex and I are going to have to rent an apartment in January and February because we'll they've got the we'll ACAC stay tournament. We'll, sit, we'll bunk it up with Rob. Just stay at WPGW. <laughs> the north semi-states are at Jay County and Penn. And the South is being hosted at Franklin and Warren Central, it okay. says. So, and once again, that's the night before, just like it has been for the last few years, that's the night before Team State. That's, so a, that's a pretty good spread. It uh, works out well for you and for Belmont. Not that you guys are going to spend the night at the Holiday Inn Express in Portland, but at least <laughs> it's not at least it's not Maconaqua. Right. Like and the, I don't know. ever no no offense to anybody Maconaqua related, and I'm not I'm not throwing you under the bus and. I know they're excited about their team this year, but There's I don't ever want to have to drive to McConaughey again. Bunker Hill. It's, it's, it's so a, far away it's for a, us. It's a tough drive. And, you know, and like, so last year it was, you know, I took the girls. We went to McConaughey, and then right when we were done there, you know, we were, drove down and got to Martinsville at I don't know what time, mm -hmm. really late. We were right there with you, brother. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it was not fun. But it, it certainly was fun being a part of, I, I know, even though we were in that call that an auxiliary gym last year at McConaughey. Uh, but it, we had a lot of fun at Kokomo last year, and we're looking forward to it again. Now, the state tournament has moved. It's no longer going to be at Kokomo, according to the website now. It says it's at Mooresville. News so there you go. That's news to you. <laughs> <laughs> news to you. So, so Dane, if, if you would have happened to get into your closet and you would have happened to pull a shirt out like this, you could look at the tag and you would have known that who printed these shirts for us? Team Montrewear. Okay. And uh, Team Montrewear did a really nice job with the Belmont shirts this year. Um, I saw a bunch of them at Goshen. They did a really nice job with the Paul Gunsett shirts. We'll give a shout out to Coach Gunsett, who I think is listening tonight um, and is on the, the road to recovery. And we certainly are, are thankful for those blessings. And uh, if you haven't bought your Coach Gunsett shirt yet, jump online, uh, check out. I think, Brandon, you have the link on. Belmont's uh, wrestling Facebook page. Yep, it, we uh, reposted it this morning. Uh, last chance to last buy chance. those is, is tonight. So grab those. Um, get your shirt in. Get it ordered. I believe they'll be able to be picked up. I'm trying to think of what the next home meet is after that. Um, but we'll, we should have one here in December where you should be able to pick those up. Um, and we can, and Rex and I can, can hook somebody up if they're from out of town too uh, with all the traveling that we do to get those but uh certainly we want to thank team Montreware for their support of the belmont wrestling program and for coach gunsett as they kind of jumped on board with 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 helping us out and um team Montreware is the place to go you don't have to handle the money anymore you don't have to handle the deposits uh the po's any of that stuff they all come in a nicely packaged little plastic bag with a nice little printed uh name label on there and that's all the work that you have to do and with that we'd like to close the first period and now we'll move our way to the second period right after these messages are here on WZBD. 
When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors, with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Burn, and Markle. Hi, it's Jesse from Heller Nursery. If you've never been to our greenhouses, now is the time to come. We grow over 4,000 poinsettias and it's a sight worth seeing. Heller Nursery also cuts fresh greens and makes wreaths daily for the Christmas season. Heller Nursery has a great selection of houseplants and pottery all winter long. Houseplants and gift cards make great Christmas gifts. Heller Nursery is located outside of Decatur, just off of 224. Just follow the signs. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. Welcome back to the Hanger Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek, once again live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. As we make our way to the second period, on the phone with us, we have the uh, coach of the Bishop Dwinger Saints, who will be the foe of the Belmont Braves this coming Thursday night, and uh, also the son of one of my great friends, uh, former coach of the uh, Bishop Dwinger Saints, uh, Fred Tone. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you for having me, Rex. Thank you so much. Well, Coach, this is Dane Filling here, and uh, I was trying to look up the history and trying to remember, to the best of my knowledge, I couldn't remember Belmont and Dwinger ever wrestling a dual meet. Uh, I was 10 years old the last time that Belmont and Dwinger wrestled. That was in 1996, so it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, parted ways from our dual series there for quite a while, and it was an awesome opportunity to uh, get reacquainted this year and wrestle again. Um, you know, an opportunity where the NEA was separating its schedule and uh, they're looking for a dual meet there because uh, they have quite a few uh, JV kids and so do we. And so to be able to wrestle a full varsity match and quite a few JV matches is, is a great opportunity for the younger t kids to get a match, which is tough in this day and age to find matches for those kids. So, John, um, back, in the, back in the day, uh, we had the Belmont 8-way and Dwinger came down and wrestled that. And I pulled out my scrapbooks uh, here last year and started looking. In the Belmont eight-way, usually in the finals, it was um, back then we had 13 weight classes, but it was 11 Belmont guys and John Bennett and uh, the Porter guy, one of the Porters. That was it. The only two Dwinger guys in the in a photo for the uh, championship bracket. Yeah, uh, John Bennett, our former coach, who I uh, succeeded, and uh, a great man, great wrestler, one of the original wrestlers of my dad's uh, uh, teams back then, and Mark Porter, yeah. So they, they began from the ground up, and uh, to find some success early was awesome, and uh, they helped uh, build the building blocks to, to what we have today. So, Coach, I, like I said, I was looking back at the history. The two teams wrestled for the first time in 1974, and it looks like they gave – Rex a bit of a victory tour in 1979. Was that the tournament you were referencing? The which which uh, which tournament was that? The the Belmont eight way, the Super Eight we used to have at Belmont. Uh, Dwinger does have one win over Belmont all time. That came in 1989. Yes, I, I remember that well. I was part of that group as a wrestler in that group to to get a 
uh, victory, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great victory. It was, a, it was a lot of fun and a lot of excitement for that group that had been working quite hard. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens uh, this week. I got a, a senior-laden team, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we, we get a draw that's uh, favorable to the start and get us off to a quick start, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I know Belmont's got a solid group coming back. It's going to be a, a very difficult task, and uh, hopefully we have a, quite a few competitive matches this, this Thursday night. So for those who are traveling north to Fort Wayne to see the match or those listening at home to our broadcast, tell us a little bit about who the uh, Belmont fans should know heading into Thursday's dual meet. Well, our, our upper weight classes are all senior laden, so they've been wrestling for me for four years, varsity level quite often. But, uh, you know, at uh, uh, one, 182, Lucas Alderdice, uh, 195, uh, Austin Ferris, who's a three-time semi-state qualifier and uh, hoping to break through this year at 195. Uh, another senior, Ethan Pfluger at 220. Um, and we got a senior at 126. Um, my first, th- first three guys are all freshmen, so, you know, it's... Uh, be a rough start, so hopefully we don't have to start at 106 and go that way. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Those guys will gain some good experience. Um, they're quality kids that I've gotten from my middle school feeder school program, and so they've got some experience. But, uh, you know, uh, you know we got, we got some good kids, and we also have Xavier Garrett, who is a semi-state qualifier at 132, coming back to lead us there as well. And so you guys will have a full lineup, no forfeits on Thursday? Uh, no forfeits. We got a 14-man lineup and got quite a few in JV as well. So hopefully we can match up quite a few there and get a lot of matches for kids on uh, Thursday night. Yes. That's what Rex likes to hear because he likes to read those ads during those JV matches before the varsity starts. <laughs> hey John, we had uh, Brandon Razzo on talking about some of the girls wrestling. Do you have any support yet or not for that? Um, right now we don't currently have any any girls in our wrestling program at, at this point in time, and um, you know that's. Uh, I know IHSA is pushing very heavily for that and uh, looking forward to that to become a sanctioned sport here over the next year or two. Coach, who's our official on Thursday night? I believe we have um, uh, not uh, Jim Bob, but uh, Josh Howard. Josh Howard's got her match this we, Thursday night. We, we've seen Josh. He's, he's kind of like our pocket official. He always gives us plenty of time to uh, get commercials in between matches. So uh, be ready for a little bit of stall in between matches so we can get some advertisements read. We appreciate that. Sounds good. We'll do our best to help provide that for you. <laughs> yeah, Josh was uh, at Goshen this weekend too, so he's he's very well he's very familiar with the Belmont team, and I believe even did he did our uh, wrestle offs that we yeah. did outdoors. So, so awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Bishop Dwinger wrestling? What are some of the things that 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 you've added to the program or that you're trying to do uh, to to change the culture and continue to build that program? Um, certainly, I got a great feeder school program that's uh, really developed in the last uh, 10 years that have helped give us a lot of quality kids, some decent numbers with some experience uh, coming into our program. You know, a lot of our kids uh, prior to that don't have a whole lot of knowledge of wrestling, and so in the last 10 or 12 years, uh, we've had a, an up, uptick of a lot of kids having at least having some experience at the middle school level, uh, getting some wrestling in, and uh, you know, we're not having to teach them from the ground up as a freshman, but. Uh, um, certainly got a lot of veteran staff back, kids that coach for me, kids that uh, I love to give back to the program. You know, Michael Nix, uh, for starters, one of my, my, my top assistants who does a great job of um, doing a lot of leadership and running a lot of the practices and, and getting the kids motivated. So it, it's great to have a, a lot of veteran uh, Dwinger alumni back in the room because they love to give back to the program that my father started you know, many years ago. Now, Coach, I know you were wrestling against Homestead this weekend. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you did? 
Yeah, we opened up at the Homestead Super Duels after Thanksgiving, so it's a tough one after the holiday break to make weight, but uh, kids did a great job there, and uh, we finished 3-2. and two. Uh, Lost two tough matches to a quality Homestead team that was very solid from top to bottom, and uh, a solid Yorktown team. It's one of the better teams they've had in, in a couple of years. I know they're rebuilding, and it was a solid group. And we wrestled hard, but didn't quite win those two, but we finished 3-2 and two on the day, and, and had some, some good matches throughout the day, and some so good, good ups and downs for the first weekend, and uh, we'll hopefully build from there. Well, I think it's a good segue. You gave us two segues there because we're hoping to cover the uh, Yorktown duels after Adam Central gets their season started with the conference duels. And I know we'll see you guys again. I assume you're still at the AC Jet invite in January? Yes, we are. Yeah. So we'll have coverage of your team there. And then, of course, uh, when you talk about Homestead, you talk about Andy Oberlin, you talk about the Fort Wrestling Facility, that's uh, one of our sponsors and one that we're proud to, uh, to talk about their virtues and, and what Andy's trying to do up there. Do you have any experience with, with what Andy's accomplished up there? I know um, my assistant coach, Michael Nix, has been out there quite often and have had a handful of wrestlers uh, go out there for various clinics and be part of their program and get a lot of off-season training. I mean, it's, it's awesome what he's been able to do to provide an, an opportunity for our Fort Wayne area wrestlers somewhere to go something we haven't had for a long time. Uh, I know uh, the foreign area struggles with you know middle school programs. Us and Snyder are the only two that really have any any programs that help feed in, which you know helps struggles our area for wrestling. But uh, I know that facility is certainly will help, help hopefully help with the growth of the Fort Wayne area for the younger kids, you know, regardless of where they go to school. You can check all that out at the fortwrestling.com. That's open to wrestlers seven years old through high school. Lots and lots of opportunities in season, in the high school season, and in the off season, and even preparing for ISWA State. Uh, ISWA State, you can uh, get all those opportunities up on Goshen Road in Fort Wayne. So, John, before we let you go here, I want, I want one request: Can you please have the gymnasium decorated like they do for Saints Alive to welcome the Belmont Braves into that gymnasium? Because I, I think I really would like the ambiance, something better than just a gymnasium. Well, I'll certainly do my best. I'll get uh, our, uh, one of our coordinators, uh, your daughter, Julia, on that this, tomorrow right away, and hopefully she can get that done by Thursday for you, certainly. Are you going to give her the budget that she gets to uh, decorate the gymnasium for Saints Alive? Well, I'll, I'll let her take care of that. I, I, my budget's not quite that large, so we'll see what she can do. So uh, we always like a little hospitality room, so a box of popcorn or free soda is all we ask for. So Sounds good. We, we can certainly provide that. Well, Coach, we thank you for coming on our show, and we look forward to uh, seeing what your team can do against Belmont, and we certainly look forward to you hosting WZBD for the broadcast on Thursday. Well, awesome. Thank you guys for the opportunity, and uh, can't wait to see you guys Thursday night, and hopefully we can put on a competitive show Thursday night for you. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thank you, guys. And with that, uh, our uh, segment has ended for the second period. We're going to send it back to the studio for a round of commercials uh, as we make our way back for the third period. You're listening to High School Wrestling here on WZBD. When faced with the difficult task of making arrangements for your loved one, many emotions and questions arise. What would they want me to do if they were here? Where is the money coming from? How much should I spend? Do they want burial or cremation? The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home can help you navigate these tough questions. Make your wishes known and allow us to make sure that your wishes are carried out. Call Ryan Hershey or Eric Zelt at 260-724-7167 to schedule an appointment today. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. 
We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors, with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Byrne, and Markle. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Welcome back to Hager vs. Joe High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at uh, Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, Rexburg, along with Dane Filling as we're here for the third period. And uh, Dane, tell me who you were going to have a guest and then, no, we're not. Well, before we get to South Adams, I just thought we'd keep talking about Bishop Dwinger. I think it's it's really exciting that Belmont's sort of rekindling this rivalry between the two schools. Uh, the first meeting, Coach Calver and I were just talking about it. Uh, Bishop Dwinger, two points. Belmont, 60 points in January of 74. Coach Calver theorizing that perhaps Coach Tone lost a, uh, a team point in that duel to get to 60-2. to two. Fred lose a team point? That's impossible. He was always so calm and level-headed. But it looks like they wrestled in January for a few years. But then in 81, uh, uh, dash 82, they wrestled over Thanksgiving weekend and then three weeks later again in December. So I'm interested to see what two tournaments those were. And then it looks like towards the end, Dwenger and Belmont were meeting up in a weekend tournament after Thanksgiving all the way from 1990 after that first loss all the way to 96. So I don't know if, that, if Dwinger went to Wawasee. Dwinger used to be at Wawasee because I refereed like three different tournaments at Wawasee, and Dwinger was at one or two of them, I know. Because some of these are on Friday and some of them are on Saturday. So I would, I would guess that that's where they met. But according to my records, the last time that the two teams met was uh, November 25th, 1995, and Belmont won 58-10. to 10. You were, The all-time record there for Belmont against Dwinger is 18-1. and one. And you were only 10? I was 10 years old. So I don't remember Belmont ever wrestling Dwinger. Uh, we've seen him a lot with Adam Central. We've seen him at, at, at uh, Semi-State. Tried to get him to come to Team State a couple years ago in that COVID season when we were desperate to get a 12th team. But uh, I, I think you're going to see some good things. If you're interested in what the Bishop Dwinger lineup looks like, Rex, uh, they do return 10 varsity wrestlers from last year's lineup. And so they've got some experience. They're going to have a full lineup, like he said, no forfeits, and I think it should be a nice challenge for Belmont, and it should fall right in line with what Coach Myers is looking for and, uh, and all of those things. You know, their they're 26-pounder, one of the Garrett boys, uh, Jason Garrett, their head football coach for quite a few years, was the um, uh, counselor at St. Joe here in Decatur and spent a lot of time down here, was good friends with our priest and spent a lot of time in St. Joe uh, school, and uh, He's a pretty great man and coached baseball for a while. Now he's got he head football coach, and he's got a whole passel of kids, like eight or nine. So you're going to see Garrett names roll up in there numerous times throughout the different sports at Doinger. You better be ready for cross-face cradles. Doinger knows how to cross-face cradle, cradle. They like to cradle, and if you're not prepared for that, you can get caught up as the South as the Air Boy did one year at semi-state. Just uh, dominating on his feet, decided to take down to start that second period. 
up about eight to nothing and um, got cross face cradled to his back and lost. If you were up in the stands, you could have seen AJ and I's tonsils because our jaws dropped to the floor and we were speechless. We well, had nothing to say. That kid was ranked high in the state, and he got cradled, and cradles pin you just as quick as anything. You just, you just don't want to put yourself in that position. If you're that good on your feet, stay on your feet. Now, as we switch gears here in the third period, uh, and we start talking about Team State more and more as we barrel towards the end of December and that first weekend in January, we want to remind everybody that all four classes have one invitation left to be handed out just before Christmas. And so there's a lot of teams that think that they are in position. Let me tell you what, if you see my Indiana Matt inbox or my regular email inbox, you'd know that there are a lot of teams who really think that they are worthy of that spot. And there's a lot of teams who have scheduled themselves in and that they still have two open points. They're not wrestling on that weekend. They've got everything set up. They've got shirts ready to be printed so to, get, to get invited. So um, and so South Adams is one of those teams, and, and we're going to follow their quest here over the next couple of weeks. So basically what you're saying, the sucking up has begun. <laughs> it, has, it has somewhat begun. So the, the beginning of that in 1A for South Adams will be Tuesday night at Daleville as the Starfires open up their season, and then they're going to take their best shot at a very good Delta team. And uh, certainly Coach Gaskell will tell you that they, uh, South Adams not necessarily thinking that they need to beat Delta to win that spot, but they're trying to prove themselves against another team from our, from our regional. That's a pretty tall task to beat Delta. They've really loaded up. Yeah, they have. And they have a lot of kids who were freshmen and sophomores last year who wrestled a ton over the summer. And in those fall preseason tournaments and their lineup, you know, last year they came into sectional with a forfeit. Um, they're, they're not going to do that this year. They're going to be a lot better this year, and they're going to be a true contender, I think, for the 2A title. Uh, right now, the preseason rankings, before anybody had wrestled, had uh, Jay County at number one, Western at number two, Belmont at number three, and I think Delta was right behind them. Uh, Hamilton Heights right up there also. Uh, a lot of people last year, after we came home from, from Martinsville or even before Martinsville, there were a couple people who said, you know, the best team Belmont's going to face in that tournament is Western. And it was who Belmont wrestled what, in the quarterfinals, yeah. I think it was. Uh, they had some injuries at the beginning of the year. They didn't have their full lineup. They had suffered a loss. And this is something that we talk about every year. Once you suffer that head-to-head -head loss with another team in the tournament, you've made your bed. Now you, now you need to go around it. There's not much that you can do. Um, you know, if you've got four returning varsity guys out and you lose by one, you might be able to maneuver your way into saying you shouldn't count that, but a head-to-head -head loss in a field of 12 counts pretty high. That was a very tough Western team. He had some studs, but he had a couple of weak spots that uh, just didn't match up very well with, with Belmont, and Belmont's able to beat him. But, uh, you know, that uh, – is it Mitchell kid or uh, Mitchell Betts? Mm -hmm. uh, that kid was tough. Did you guys see the Wallace C was an invitational, and they went 5-0 and and just dominated everybody. They beat Warsaw uh, by a bunch, and, and uh, they showed that they're really good. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not a 10th, 11th, 12th place team in 2A. Yeah. I think they obviously showed Belmont that. Uh, I think they're definitely a top four, five, six. But, you know, there's some teams out there, and we've run into this the last couple of years. There's some teams down there from the south that we don't know as much about uh, and that I try to get as much input from guys like Greg Ratliff and, and some other teams. But there's a very good Owen Valley team 
uh, down there. They had a really good football season. They had a good wrestling season last year. They won it in. They didn't get that last spot. Uh, there's, there's a, and it, I think it speaks to the quality of the team state tournament now. But you know, there are teams that are upset that they're not getting in because they think they can compete, and I think that says a lot about the, the tournament in general. Dane, I have a question for you about yes. the Super Duel at Goshen. Why did Garrett bring their JV team? Uh, Garrett was uh, was contacted when Coach Pickard needed Another an team? even number of teams. Okay, and. Um, <clears throat> So Garrett said, well, I guess we could put together a, a team. Now, why they brought in some guys like Hayden Brady, I, I don't know exactly. I don't know if that was a weight management thing, but they did bring in some of their varsity guys, but not all of them. And so, you know, but it's kind of the world we live in now. You know, we, 10 years ago, we weren't talking about Penn A and Penn B, and Penn was really the perpetrator of all of this from the beginning because they got so deep in their lineup that they just started wrestling two varsity teams. And then three varsity and teams. And then they would just send them all to – and that, and now everybody does it. And nobody thinks anything of it. And it's really kind of hard, and it almost blurs the lines as to what exactly is a varsity win. Well, what does the ITSAA think of that? I mean, well, what's their stance? But they – but, you know, and, you know, wrestling, wrestling coaches are the most uh, – sometimes – the most sort of conniving and out-of-the-box thinkers. Conniving? I think conniving is the right word. I think you hit it right on the head. I think All it, the way around. I think it is. You know, who, uh, who wears a Browns jacket anyway? Yeah. Hey, Connivers we got, do. We got, we got caught up. We, got, we were trashing on Cowboys fans on Friday, and turns out we had a Cowboys fan listening. We got, we got drawback. Wait a minute. It. What do you mean we, white boy? I. I sorry. Um, Anyways, what I was trying to say was, I don't even know. We were talking about <laughs> conniving and, and moving lineups, and where were we? Talking about coaches putting two and three teams together. Oh, yeah, together. putting two, three, two, two or three teams together. Squirrel. That's, that's exactly what some teams have done, and no, no other sport has done that. In other words, you don't see a basketball team having no. two varsities, one playing in a tournament in South Bend, another playing in a tournament in Fort Wayne. No, yeah. you don't. And, and why? I'm not sure. Because there are some really deep basketball teams at some really big schools who would probably benefit greatly from sending their teams out to, to, to play 1A and 2A schools. But the, nobody the, else does that. The problem there is you've got one ball and you've got maybe 12 guys on the varsity team. And in wrestling, you've got 14 weight classes. So everybody's going to get a chance to participate knowing when they go to a tournament. In basketball, if you've got two or three varsity teams, then how do you – filter it down to just 12 guys again. That, well, that's well, going to be tough. Somebody's going to be very unhappy. Well, Dane, if there aren't rules against it, there's nothing to stop it, correct? Well, that's what's happened. Yeah. And that's what, and you know, even when you go on, and I was trying to enter the results on Indiana Matt throughout the weekend, uh, you have the option. Was this an A team? Was this a B team? Was this a JV duel? <laughs> and I think it, once again, it, it does blur the lines once you get to that sectional seating meeting and you ask somebody what their varsity record is, that's almost a subjective question because, okay, does that count? If, if, so if Garrett didn't wrestle their full varsity lineup and Hayden Brady did wrestle four matches, but it wasn't their full team, and he was wrestling the Goshen B team, does that count as a varsity win? I, you know, the, I think it's just up to coaches to be honest. But w to be fair, once the IHSAA said we're no longer counting your forfeits in your one-loss record, 
uh, for sectional seating when it comes to, to win-loss record, then I guess that kind of threw that all out the window in the first place. I wanted to give a shout-out to Ethan Curtis. I, I agree. That needed to be done today. Ethan that. Curtis goes 10-0 uh, f- and, mm-hmm. and gets a medal. Doesn't you know wins all of his matches either on the mat or, or by forfeit, and that young man who had a tough go at it against Wallacey comes right back and really gave Belmont a big boost, for sure. And I, I said I was going through it. I'll give Ethan a hard time in class tomorrow, I'm going through and tabulating all the records, and I kept adding wins to the column, and I realized, holy cow, he's ten and one, and the only two wrestlers to make it through. The first three days of competition for Belmont with an undefeated record are Henry Kugelhan and Keegan Martin. Everybody else has suffered a loss. Right. And uh, for Ethan and for Duke Myers, they both went 10-0 and and bounced back from losses last Friday and uh, are off to good starts for, for their season. Now, before we get off uh, topic too far here in the third period, I did want to run through that South Adams lineup. They got a nice group of freshmen that are coming in that Coach Gaskell is, is counting a lot on. Uh, Brendan Sprunger at 113, Dakota Sprunger at 120. Those are names I recognize from the AC Middle School invite last year. Uh, Rex, somebody that you and I saw a little bit of this year in mop-up time, backup quarterback for the Starfires, Manny Juarez. He's going to be in the lineup. And then at 132 pounds, Coach Gaskell has Wyatt Mann, Isaiah Meyer at 138. Colt Bullenbacher was a semi-state qualifier last year with some big wins at sectional and at regional. He's back for his junior season. He's going to be at 145 pounds. There's another Platner on the team at 152. Silas Loshi, he's going to be wrestling 160 to start the year, up a little bit, of, a few weight classes from what he's been in the past. Uh, Luke Bauman was a varsity wrestler last year at 170 pounds. He'll be back for his sophomore year. Mavs at 182 as of right now. And Clayton Troush has leapfrogged him on the uh, on the lineup he's up to 195 Troush had an outstanding football season I think he led South Adams in tackles yeah he he really his name was called a lot both sides of the ball at 220 pounds then AJ Thompson is the varsity wrestler and our boy Murph is the heavyweight again at 285 South Adams really looking forward to getting on the mat showing what they're made of Uh, coach Gaskell says this is one of the best freshman classes that he's had in a long time uh, he's had a lot of support from the middle school coaches and from parents and from the, the Saw Club. And uh, their match against Daleville will be on WZBD Tuesday night. And then while you guys are at Dwanger, they'll be wrestling at Delta on Thursday. And we will certainly go through all of those results. But we won't go through it next week on Sunday because we do not have a show next Sunday. We're going to take the weekend off. Yeah, no, no Monday, no Sunday. We're just going to take a break. I don't know what we're going to do with each other. But on Sunday, we, you will be able to hear the Colts as they play Sunday night football. Yeah, we, we, do, we have been invited to the Coaches Officials Association banquet on the 5th of December. And I, I am going to go up and do some interviews there. And then we'll take some of those snippets and we'll put them into our show the following week since we don't really have a show that week. And uh, speaking of our great sponsors, I had to go back through the entire list and make sure that I had it right. But we do have a giveaway this year for the first time on our show. 8th Street Oil, one of our new sponsors for the show this year, and they are giving away a free oil change every time an Adams County wrestler gets eight takedowns in a match. How many times do you think Belmont got to eight takedowns this weekend? They never made it to eight takedowns, but we are going to go all the way back, and I verified this with Johnny at 8th Street Oil. Mr. Wolpert, 
got eight takedowns in his very first high school match against Wawasee. So I, I had this predetermined. I said, whatever number person walks through the door, this is who's going to get the free oil change. And that person is Jeff Bright. He is our first ever winner of the free oil change from 8th Street Oil. So we give a shout-out to Sam Wolpert for his eight takedowns against Wawasee. And he was on the leaderboard again this weekend. He had five against John Glenn. He had six versus Eastside. And um, he also had, uh, let's see, Duke Myers had five against Glenn. And so Jeff Bright is our, is, our, is our giveaway winner. And you also texted me. You said that it took Wolpert's tech fall win to beat John Glenn. Uh, actually, was it? I'd have to look back at the at the. It was, yes, it was. It was Wolper who had a tech fall, seventeen to two. Belmont won by ten. Yeah, if he'd have lost, they'd have lost. Had, the had he had he lost, they, they he could have. If he would have been pinned, they would have lost against. Glenn. I believe Belmont won eight times that that match, and and that's the key number eight. You really need to win eight times to win a dual match, and half of them are pins. Do the math, add them all up. If all six of your other guys get pinned, you're still going to win because you won eight, they won six. Ah, but AJ, you're forgetting the number one tiebreaker. Most wins. No, that is not the number one tiebreaker. The number one tiebreaker is team points lost due to misconduct, and the Braves had one of them in that match. We won't mess and mention who it was. <laughs> so, so the moral of the story is if you show up every week to our show like Jeff and Steph do, I mean, the odds of winning something are higher. You know, how many, how many vehicles you got, Jeff? I mean, if you come back and win a couple of times in a row, just keep running them through and you get all kind of free oil changes here. Get the whole fleet in there. So with that, we're going to send it back to the studio for a round of commercials. We'll be back with the overtime period where Dane will tell us what's happening on WZBD this week, which can't be more than we had last week. But for, we'll come back and we'll see how it is right after these messages on WZBD. The staff at Haggard Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home is honored to serve the community we love and live in. Locally owned and operated by Ryan Hershey and Eric Zelt, we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, care, and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care. We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. Hi, it's Jesse from Heller Nursery. If you've never been to our greenhouses, now is the time to come. We grow over 4,000 poinsettias and it's a sight worth seeing. Heller Nursery also cuts fresh greens and makes wreaths daily for the Christmas season. Heller Nursery has a great selection of houseplants and pottery all winter long. Houseplants and gift cards make great Christmas gifts. Heller Nursery is located outside of Decatur, just off of 224. Just follow the signs. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. Hell High School Wrestling Weekly posted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And we've made our way through the three-period match and the wrestling uh, for the weigh-ins, and now we've made our way to the overtime period. Well, Rex, I'm never one to, to not want to admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong. Sam Wolpert had seven against Wawasee. It was Duke Myers who had eight at Goshen. Jeff Bright doesn't he care. Still he gets, a free oil change. He still change. gets a free oil change. But <laughs> Technicalities. But I, the, I, Myers gets the credit. Now, Sam Wolpert has been a takedown machine, and uh, for – all of us have seen him. He's all well on his way to that big giant stake, and all of those boys are thinking about that. And you know, it's it's good practice no, in a in a in a meet like that to to go for the opening takedown against somebody that you're obviously much better than, and just go straight for the pin and finish him off in 15 seconds. 
get some work in, get some practice in, work on those takedowns. Uh, and at the same time, I think you are showing a little bit of respect to your opponent and saying, hey, this is what this looks like when you're wrestling somebody top notch. To pin somebody in, in 10 seconds or 12 seconds is almost demoralizing. Do you agree or do you disagree, AJ? I like to see our kids go out if they can score the first takedown and turn the kid over and pin him. Let's get it done with before you get hurt, before something happens. Uh, I think it's more demoralizing to take some young man down 12 times who's not nearly as good as you are. What do you prove? I yeah, mean, well, take it, him down, put him to his back, stick him, let's get out of here. It certainly wasn't 12 at any point. It was probably two or three. Uh, but you certainly saw di differing opinions on the map because there were kids who immediately went for the fall, and then there were kids who cut. immediately got the takedown, cut and then em. before they even worked for a combination, they cut him and they, they went back. So. Tell us about the health of the Belmont team at the conclusion of that tournament I saw on Saturday, there were several JVs in the lineup. Was that health-related? There were. There were some kids, some younger kids who had made the trip, who got some action, but then got second match and, and third match. And so I don't know exactly what the health uh, situation was, but I do know that Chandler Thomas missed matches and Blake Luganbill missed matches, and I'm not sure what their status is for, what, for wasn't Thursday. A, a, did, wasn't a cut Thomas, a cut, Thomas cut took cut a shot. We, we, we ended saw up, that sending it back to the studio for some ads as the blood cleanup went a long ways. But uh, hopefully those two recover well and are, are good to go for Thursday. The good news was for Belmont, 26 and 38 are two weight classes where they do have some, some cover um, and, and got some wins. And while we're giving shout-outs, I want to give a shout-out. I think the coolest moment on Saturday, maybe the whole tournament, Kevin Loshi is a junior, never seen varsity action before. Coach gave him the opportunity to get his match in. He was leading 2-0. He made a mistake in the third period. He got pinned. And I think he thought, there went my chance. I'm not going to get back in. I lost my shot. Because Luganville was out, he came back in the next match. And the way things went, they were wrestling Laporte. Or maybe it was, it was the next one after that. It was Angola. That's who it was. The first match was against uh, Laporte. He comes, comes up against Angola, and they're ahead 12 points with two matches left. And all of a sudden, the pressure's kind of on him. And Kevin, uh, we call Jean-Paul all the time because that was his German name in German class. Uh, he gets a cradle in the second period after he gets a couple of takedowns. And AJ, I saw him. He ran to his coaches. He uh, shook hands with the other team. He immediately ran up the steps of mom. And he had just tears coming down his eyes. You know, that may be the only match that Kevin ever wins as a varsity wrestler. I don't know. Maybe next year he makes his way into the, into the spot. Or maybe he is in there on Thursday. But you could tell that he appreciated the fact that he had one varsity win for Belmont in a match that mattered, a match that counted, in a match that won. And I saw Coach Myers after that pull him aside and said, listen, you won us this match. We would not have won. It reminds me of the match that Miguel Suarez won against Penn uh, four or five years ago when we were up there. And Belmont had no business beating Penn that year. I think it was the only match that they won. Uh, and, and he won there and didn't have any, any other varsity wins throughout his, throughout his career. But definitely a, a shout-out to, to Jean-Paul. You missed it, Rex. JP was – Oh, you gave me all kind of information <laughs> on Jean-Paul, and I, I don't really know that young man's name, but uh, you always refer to him as Jean-Paul. Uh, this weekend on WZBD, we've got the Matt Painter Show tomorrow night, 6.05, and that will be followed by the Colts pregame as they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. After that, we will have the Pacers all the way out on the West Coast against the Lakers. On Tuesday, then, we've got uh, double trouble. We've got South Adams versus Daleville, 
in high school wrestling, and after that we've got Cherubusco at Adams Central in high school basketball. Wednesday we've got the Big Ten ACC Challenge between Purdue and Florida State, followed by the Pacers and their continued West Coast swing in Sacramento. On Thursday you guys have the only broadcast of the night, Belmont and Dwenger. That should be a good one. Make sure that if you're not making the trip up north that you tune in to WZBD. On Friday night, we've got Bluffton and South Adams in boys basketball, followed by another uh, late Pacers game. On Saturday morning, we're back to the high school basketball coaches show with Matt Conversay at 8 a.m. We will have Heritage at South Adams in girls basketball. And then next Sunday, a bit of a change for us. We will have the Purdue Boilermakers in Big Ten basketball action as they host the Golden Gophers. And then after that, it's Colts and Cowboys. Helen, if you're listening now, you don't have to miss the Cowboys. You can listen to the, the game on the radio, or you can watch it on TV, or you can do both. But there is no High School Wrestling Weekly next week. We are excited for a full slate of matches the following week as we have a busy schedule, and we are going to have a jam-packed weekend in two weeks when we cover the ACAC duels and the NE8 duels over the course of 24 hours. We're going to bring you five or six dual meets. And that wraps up the overtime period, and I'd like to thank out all of our uh, main sponsors, the Hager Hershey Zelt High School uh, Wrestling Weekly main sponsors, along with Brad Weber and Fort Wrestling Facility, along with Team Monterware. And as always, come out and join us here at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. I kind of woke Jason and the crew up this evening. I walked in. He's like, what are you doing here? And it's like, show tonight. He's like, I thought that was tomorrow night. It's like, no, you guys got to work tonight. And here, once again, we have a huge crowd out here. Let's see. Yeah, there it is. There, a huge crowd. Once again, I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running the board for us. And uh, that's it for this week's show. But stay tuned as the podcast extends. We'll be on uh, next, uh, next week. Not on, but. Uh, in two weeks. In two weeks. All right. Take care. Did Razo stick around? Is he still around here? He'd head home. No Razo? Oh, we can just say we'll have to bring Chad back on. So, you know, you, you guys. Were... I didn't know it was for free. So, he did. Yes, because all the people in this room, who needs the money? It's you. You need the money. Well, let's do this. If you are a Belmont fan and you're listening to our schedule, uh, I do want to highlight some of the things that we're going to be doing the following week as we sort of slow down here for a week before we ramp it back up. Uh, a week from Tuesday. Is there any such thing as slowing down on our schedule? No, there, there? is. There okay. is none. But a week from Tuesday, we will have a home meet between South Adams and Belmont. That'll be a good one. And then on Friday, we will have the conference duels schedule. And I do have the ACAC schedule for those of you who might be interested. And uh, Rex and I are going to be bringing you from the sack. We're going to be bringing you Jay County versus Adams Central. What a way for Adam Central to kick off their season. Coach Curry, if you're listening to, to us right now, you I, might want to schedule a match on I Wednesday. Don't, I don't think he wants that matchup right off no. the bat. Well, and I believe <clears throat> I heard from Coach Myers that um, a few years ago they started, they started doing a, a full blind draw ACAC style as they do for the, the uh, basketball tournament. Um, but that is not – nobody has any control over that. That's a blind draw. And the, the wrestling gods, they were kind to us as broadcasters because it makes for a great storyline. But for Coach Curry, I can't say that he's probably excited about wrestling Jay County right off the bat. So, Dane, I know that uh, 8th Street Oil has the uh, eight takedown rule. Um, let's drop into the Wayback Machine. I wrestled a young man from Bluffton in a sectional one year, and this was before Tech Fall. 
and I defeated that young man. His name was Garrison. So if you live in Bluffton, you used to wrestle back in 1978, and your name was Garrison. I defeated that young man 33-1. to 1. Oh, they didn't have a tech fall back they then? They had no tech fall back in the day, and my dad actually took a picture of it, and I stopped back and think, how do you beat somebody 33 and only give up one point escape? I mean, I took him down, but I turned him so many times, but I was cutting weight pretty hard, and by the time they ended the match and I turned him like 12 times, I had no strength to hold him on back. So, you know, 33-1 to 1 was the final score, and now, I, that's the biggest score I've ever seen. Refereeing all my years, that's the biggest score I've ever seen. Now, Coach Calvert shared his opinion, and I certainly respect it, on the, the topic of what do you do in those opening week ta- uh, tournaments when you're wrestling uh, an opponent that, that you know you're vastly superior to. Do you go straight for the 12-second, 15-second pin? Is there sportsmanship involved in going for the takedown, letting them up, and going for another takedown? Is it, it's kind of like soccer. You know, depending on the level of soccer, high school soccer, well, now with the mercy rule, the IHSAA has kind of said, okay, we're going to draw the line here. Don't cross it. I always, and they've said, you know, 7-0, that's fine. 8-0, that's fine. You get to 10-0, you, you shouldn't be going any further than that. I always thought that you should at least work on a couple of different takedowns techniques. If... If you were wrestling someone that you knew you could take down, try that move in in the match that you you've practiced in and practiced, but you really haven't got it down. And you know, practice against that lesser opponent that you think, okay, I'm going to work this in a match situation. You know, run three or four different kind. I mean, it, if you hit the same takedown all the time, you take a guy down three times the exact same move. That's nothing. Work on that takedown that you're trying to perfect a little bit that you haven't thrown in a match. Use that, and then you get three, and then do it. I I refereed um, Alex Sertz's match in um, the team state finals one year when Griffiths wrestled somebody and he was a takedown machine. He was so fast at it and he would take him down and when he's done, he would take and he'd pat the kid on the hind end when he let him go. He'd pat him on the hind end and he went out of bounds one time. I stepped up in his ear and I said, don't pat him on the hind end anymore. He, <laughs> he said, yes, sir. And he took him down and pinned him after that. So, I mean, he was, he was courteous enough. I, you know, he's wrestling a kid. You know, he was a four-time undefeated state champion. You knew he was not going to be him. You didn't need that. And he understood, okay, that he'd crossed the line. I just wasn't blatant about it. I just said, don't do that anymore. And he said, okay. And then he finished it. Yeah, I think two or three times is probably acceptable and nobody's going to really complain too much. Yeah, but, but, if you, yeah, but Jeff Wright didn't get the oil change if he didn't that, get eight takedowns. That, that is true. Hey, to finish up our ACAC schedule, on Friday night we'll be bringing you Jay County versus Adam Central. Lots of uh, compelling matches there. And then the round after that, once we drink a little bit of Mountain Dew, in between rounds from the um, – the, it's, it's now the Jeff McCullough Hospitality Room okay. as, he, as, he's, right. as he's running things now. And then we will bring you, it looks like, South Adams versus Bluffton. So not only does AC have to start with Jay County, but then they get their bye after that. And then they have to wrestle five rounds on Saturday. So not a very kind schedule, I would say, for Adam Central. Our buddy Mac always takes care of us. I mean, he was the athletic director before, moved his way up, now he's back down to athletic director. And, and Mac always takes good care of us at, at Adam Central. But, uh, so South Adams, we're talking about them. You know, they get a chance. They need to take care of Daleville. They, they, they should not lose to Daleville on Tuesday if they want to go to Team State. I'll say that right now. Losing to Delta on Thursday, not going to hurt them at all. Losing to Belmont next Tuesday, not going to hurt South Adams' chances of making Team State. A win over a team like Bluffton, who's already in, that's, that's where the scalping occurs. You stake your claim, and you, you, you take that team that's already there, and you beat them, 
and you say, well, they're in, and we beat them, so we belong. So, Jesse Gaskell, if you're listening, you can't get it any more clear. The guy that does the rankings just greaseboarded it for you. <laughs> I did. He just laid out, this is what you have to do to make it in. I did. Beat, beating Woodland by who knows what, that, that, that's not going to count That and anything. show up to pick up your shirts. That would help, too. I know. Now, he, he dropped some church-related excuse today. Don't and pull the him, church card on he us. He did. He did, but that's okay. We'll, we'll give him a free pass for this. He's a, he's a big fan. We'll deliver all that stuff to you Tuesday on Jesse. Maybe you're listening to it on the way to Daleville right now. Now, we do not have a schedule for the any eight portion of the duels that will happen on Friday and Saturday. We're going to bring you whatever we think is the best action. We are free the entire morning. We just need to get out of Matt's way, and he's done by 9 a.m. So and yeah. I think that the tournament starts at 9 a.m. So if the best matches are round one and round two on Saturday morning, we'll be live on the air at 9 o'clock. If they're not till round four and round five, then we'll wait and we'll, we'll bring you those. That'll just give you more time to listen to the gangster. Yeah, listen to Stacks of Wax, the oldies but goodies. From uh, Steve Gagel on Saturday mornings, because some people tune in to listen to that and they go, "Man, we got to listen to wrestling again." <laughs> but, but they love the intro. Yeah. There's nothing better than that high school wrestling intro. I don't know how old that is, or I don't even know whose voice that is. You're uh, listening to high school wrestling on and that, that that pre-match music. We have to ask Steve where he found that music. That da 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 da. That's how it goes. He is a he is a true. A true talent. He finds music someplace. It's like, I, I don't know where he gets it from, but uh, always does a great job, and uh, we need to get that shirt down to him. So, Steve, you need to text me. I got some extra larges left. I, uh, can, I can drop it by on my way down to, uh, to Daleville on, on Tuesday. We'll or we can wait. Well, no, we're only going to Adam Central the yeah. following week. Yeah. We've got to find it. Uh, any observations from the state football game? Uh, Adam Central played a really good football team, and I think that uh, – with those two lineups, those two will meet again in the state finals. I don't see anybody in the south half touching any Lutheran. I don't see anybody in the north half touching Adam Central. The, the guys that Adam Central loses, I mean, other than Blackie, Blackie is, is a great quarterback, and they'll replace him. They'll put another cog in a wheel, and uh, it's one of those things that uh, they'll load up. And uh, I talked to Johnny Hammond today, and he said, yeah, we lose a couple seniors, but uh, they'll fill those, I mean, two real key spots at senior that, that he thinks he's losing, but the rest of those juniors will come back. I don't know where Andy Lutheran gets those kids. We, I was looking at the program. I was talking to Mike Mockey. They had a kid that was a freshman. He was like 6'5", 290 or something like that. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, they're, I don't know where they're getting these kids from or what they're feeding them in the water, but uh, they, had a, they had a defensive end, number 88, and uh, he was listed. His name is Cam Patterson. He was 6'5", 220, and he had a wingspan about – seven foot long and anytime Adam Central tried to get around him I mean they they tangled him up but uh, uh, Zach Worm did a good job against him a couple of times and uh, Worm played right with those guys they had guys at 290 260 255 uh, 250 250 260 I mean those those are guys and they're playing 1a football yeah one two three four four of those guys are freshmen now the bigger question is what did the spread look like? Jason, hook you guys up. Was, Dane, a, was it Dane, brown hot dogs again? Dan, I'm telling you what. I walked up to the press box row. The commish, our buddy Robert Falcons, was there. And I said, you're waiting for this T-shirt, aren't you? And I put one of these T-shirts in his hand, and he thanked me. And he went, I looked over, no food. It's like, ah, they'll get the food out. I'll come back. Maybe get me a drink of water, a bottle. <laughs> they had the cabinet locked up, no water. 
I found, I found like a water container. I got a little bit of water. So I come out after the game over. I thought, don't lay this spread out. They had a rotisserie thing with a light bulb in the top with about six Jack's pizzas in it. <laughs> Jack's pizzas. Jason, what are you doing to us, Jason? Come on, Willie. And I gave Jason a T-shirt too. I even put him in. There are two T-shirts south of Jay County with our faces on them. Now I know because I, I handed them to him. I, I don't know what to say about that. So uh, the, spread, the spread at the Goshen Hospitality Room was extensive. I, I really wasn't all that hungry. I did snatch a few pops out of there. do want to give a shout-out to Coach Pickard. 500 dual meet wins. Uh, he, he, Two that, of them questionable. <laughs> that, uh, well, I was giving Rex a hard time. I said, man, he counted his, his uh, matches from, from Guam when he lived there. But uh, kind of a cool – You know, I think Coach Pickard has a really cool story. And anybody who has been around that program knows – that uh, he's got a unique job there at Goshen. He's got a lot of cultures clashing. He's got language barriers that need broken, and it's not easy coaching there. You know, you don't just pick up somebody who says, oh, I'll go coach at Goshen, um, because they've got a lot of different kids that are, that are coming in there and sort of uh, converging at one spot and trying to put it all together. He's got girls on the team. He's got kids who are English language, you know, second learners who are on the team. He brings it all together, and they've always got a solid team, and we look forward to seeing Coach Pickard at, uh, at the Al Smith in December. So what else uh, you got on the schedule there, Dane? Well, I, I am excited for uh, some of the matches that are coming up down the road. I did talk to Coach Curry. They are postponing the Norwell meet. As we said, they're going to wrestle Jay County first in their very first round. But Norwell won't know that by listening to our and show. No, <laughs> they will not. Yeah, Kelby may. He Kelby. may. You may understand, but I did tell Coach Curry, I said, listen, if you're coming up with dates, talk to us so that we can bring it on the radio. Don't schedule it during a Belmont meet. Don't schedule it while your girls' basketball team is playing South Adams. Throw us a bone here so that we can get you. That Adams Central versus Norwell meet will be a good one this year. That's two teams that have, that have got aspirations going down the road. That's two good teams from our sectional. That's a meet that we that we want to carry, and hopefully it finds its way into our schedule. So, Dana, I spend some time, make myself tired to go to sleep watching TikTok, and I see a guy advertising. He said, hey, I'm doing a broadcast from Lucas Oil Stadium for the state football championships. And he said, I'm a sports broadcaster. And he said, I struggle with a guy's name. He said, he's been the curse of me. Now, don't say this name on our show, but he said, this is a guy's name I have to struggle with. <laughs> And I told Mike, I said, thank goodness they're playing 3A, not 1A, because I don't have to deal with did that. You, did you catch any other action from the other five did games? did not. They were so Carol. spread out. I, I listened to that. I listened to the first couple of series, and Carroll looked like they were in it, and the next thing you know, Center Grove just pounded them. Uh, East Central, yeah. another team, that, another school that's really done well in their that boys' a, athletic program. 27 nothing. They, they whooped up on their opponent and won another state title, and they're a team that's hungry for wrestling success. And, uh, and New Prairie, who made it to state finals, Mike was telling me that um, New Prairie was losing their game and, like, at the last second had some kind of a fluke play and ended up winning, like, 10-3 or 10-7, I think. Yeah, and I saw Valpo won a state title and hadn't won one in, mm. in decades. So it was definitely an interesting year in, uh, in high school football, and a lot of those names that we call <clears throat> are going to be names that uh, now instead of talking about wrestling during football season, we're going to talk about football during wrestling season. I'm sure somebody will complain. But. Well, the, the nice thing was that the press box suite that Mike and I were in. Did you so find the switch to open the? Yes, we did. Okay, Mike, I sent Mike up, and he found it. He was able to open up the windows. But um, the suite that we were in, nobody was 
covering anything in the suite in the game after us, so we didn't have to pack and run. So uh, we broke down, went out to look and see, and then we had a couple of slices of Jack's pizza, and away <laughs> we went, and stopped at Steak and Shake, and Anderson had a real meal. Well, I can tell you that from unpacking and repacking the box two times, you do a, a, lot, a lot better job than Matt Conversate does with uh, packing up. We need to we need to get a better uh, we need to get one of those extension cords on a reel. I've got I, one in the trunk of my car. That's yeah, all I have I, with. it just it it wasn't the same. Well, I'm going to Uncharted Waters to Daleville on Tuesday. This is a, it's going to be interesting. You guys, if you mess you up ever my, called if you, a game if you at mess Dwanger? up my box, you mess up my box, you mean deep crap. Have you ever called a match at Dwanger? Yes. You ever done a basketball game at Dwanger? No. We've done wrestling there. I have. When did, no, I refereed there so many years. I'm, I'm getting confused. I don't confused. think we've ever done it. So it's, it's about finding where the outlets are and what the, which, whether to use AT&T or Verizon or all of those things. Fort Wayne Verizon will work everywhere. should work. Yeah. Oh, we were up in Goshen and it worked, so yeah. if it works there. So now Daleville, you may, we, struggle, you may struggle to get something going may, to Daleville. We may struggle. We may, we may dial it up. Because it's between Bumville and nowhere, isn't it? I, I believe so. That's where the Broncos are. Yeah. So Dalton Basinger is the head coach there. I got a chance to talk to him today, and he talked about his team. He's a former Yorktown guy. Yorktown, I think a program on the rise, as you heard Coach Stone talk about, as they uh, defeated Bishop Dwanger in uh, this weekend. Homestead won. I saw uh, Andy posting. I saw his, his team posting there. We will not have, I believe, Homestead and Adam Central wrestle the same night as maybe Belmont and Bluffton. And I think we're doing the Belmont-Bluffton match this year so we gotta get these wrestling coaches to stagger these broadcasts that we can do them all right <laughs> have you, have you we gotta this, bring you basketball at some point have you ran this past the boss about how many games are in our wrestle matches on we our have, schedule we have and we are we are certainly excited you have not been given carte blanche have you no i have not been given carte blanche i have to justify everything that i do um which is just fine uh looking forward i thought it was interesting i didn't know about the four girls regionals yeah, we, we learned that accidentally last so week. So I'm going to put you in charge of covering uh, Belmont at Jay County on that day. For before. the growth regional? Yeah. I'm just going to put you. You could write a nice little article, 120 words, <laughs> send it to me that night. Because we've got to drive. Do, all, I make, do I make more than the judge did for reading ads? Yes. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> <laughs> the wife and I will be driving all the way down to Franklin that night. We're not stopping at Jay County on the way. So it's the night before? Night before team state. Okay. The regionals. The regionals are. And then the following week is the state finals. Okay. And it's going to be at Mooresville. <laughs> Woo! That's a long ways away, Rex. That's going to be it. south of Indy, right? Yeah, that is. That was on our way. We drove through Mooresville last year on our way to Team State. I did, I did too, because coming out of Bunker Hill, you're on that side of Indy. Yeah. Back to 31 down. We ended up staying in Plainfield last year. Well, you know, Brandon was talking about getting the girls back to the team. There were no hotels left in Martinsville. I went to Bloomington. Uh, Jesse. Um, That's right. Jesse, yeah, we stayed Jesse in Plainfield, so we didn't go all the way through. me up with a, with a really nice room, uh, so I stayed in Bloomington and came back up. It's about 16 miles to get back up to Martinsville. Well, if you're interested in girls wrestling or, or just want to learn more about it, Indiana Matt's done a great job of putting all the information up there. Brandon does an absolutely great job of gathering all the information, taking it seriously. Those rankings are legit, as legit as high school wrestling rankings can be. Um, he's got all the information on there. If you go in there and if you haven't gone to Indiana Matt to do that, I mean, you, you click on it and you look, okay, who's ranked number 
uh, one at 106, oh, these are the girls that she's already beat, and this is why she's number one. Mm-hmm. And you can see what those matches have looked like. You can see what place she got at state last year, what place she got at state the year before. Uh, all of that is available for you on Indiana Matt. Now, we're on a podcast now, so I, I like to tell these people that Mr. Monroe's listening. Matthew C. That's right. Um, for all of those of you who did not get a chance to order some of this swag with Dana and I's face on it for the High School Wrestling Weekly shirts, uh, Team Montreal said they can open up our online store once again, but uh, they need like 12 items. I think we set a record. Let's see. 58 pieces of swag were sold. I think we, 50, I think we, ramp, we ramp that up around January, now, and then we have a delivery when we get to February for, for the state finals. Now, 30, 30 of them were mine. Well, that's I, true. I, I bought okay. 30 of them. Well, you just <laughs> have to say that on, on the air. <laughs> but uh, we, we do need that. So it, there's some really cool stuff out there. One of my buddies bought a stocking cap with the High School Wrestling Weekly logo on it, and it's pretty cool. So remember, there's stuff out there. And, Dana, I've already looked at a couple of nice jackets I think you and I are going to end up with. So It's just fine with me. So, you know, talking about our radio coverage, of high school wrestling. It extends to just about every corner of the state this year. I'm really excited for the dual meets that we have. They're meaningful dual meets. They're going to have an effect on the team state seating, nearly every single one of them, as Adam Central and Belmont are already in. South Adams trying to get in. We've got some of the biggest tournaments individual. Uh, we've got conference tournaments. And then we've got the entire state tournament. Uh, we've got the Al Smith Finals. We've got uh, the big AC Jet invite, which I know you're excited about. Woo-hoo. We got the ACAC tournament Friday night. We got the NE8 tournament on Saturday night, and of course, we're going to bring you two different team state tournaments: the 1A and the 2A, and uh, just a lot of wrestling on 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 radio this this season. So I'm going to drop back into that team mantra thing. If you do want some swag for the High School Wrestling Weekly. Send a text or an email to Dane and, and tell him that you're interested, and that let us know when we're going to open up that uh, online store again to make sure that we get uh, enough openings for guys and people to uh, get some of that uh, gear out there. So once again, uh, anybody out there that uh, is interested in getting some of that stuff, uh, just remember, the commissioner of wrestling for the IHSAA has one. He does, and we need to get him on the show here. In he thought two we was, weeks. He, he thought he was supposed to be on tonight. Well, that's because Jason <laughs> keeps his schedule, and so we need to tell Jason he needs to be a little bit more on top of it. So, hey, we're going to take a weekend off next week. Rex and I got a lot of the different things going on as we ramp up our our uh, our mid season form, I guess you might say, and we get ready for that big weekend of conference duels. There'll be a lot of things that change. There are a lot of ideas about who's where and and who's the favorite and what the seeds look like. And by the time we emerge from the end of the day on Saturday, there's going to be a lot that changes. A loss by Belmont or Jay County or even Adams Central or South Adams uh, is going to have a big effect on, on what the team state tournament looks like. So what night is the big team state draw that we uh, have uh, the simulcast with uh, Indiana Matt and that uh, there's all those reveal parties out there? Yeah, let me look up which weekend we're doing that because I want to make sure that I don't tell people wrong, and I want to make sure that I'm in the right folder. He drops we, into the little black book. We are, because we have two different important ones. We have the Sunday, December 18th show is uh, when we should be able to announce who the last teams in are for 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. And then the Team State Pairing Show, 
is going to be on Monday, January 2nd. Monday, January 2nd. We already made the gram. We're already on the gram. Show's not even over on the gram already. (laughs) So uh, we will have our show after the conference duels. We'll have our show then after those super duels where Adam Central and South Adams will both wrestle big duels on December 17th. We'll have our show on the 18th. And then we'll bring you a show live from – because we're not going to broadcast on Christmas Day, Rex. I thought about it. I thought about what you might get me for Christmas. You better think twice about it. We are not going to broadcast on Christmas Day. Instead, we will bring you a show live from Mishawaka. And then the, just a few days later, we will have the full brackets, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. Six days later, we will know who the four team state champs are, and we'll be right back here at the Double Eagle on January 8th. And then we will be able to bring you the previews of the conference tourneys and the sectional brackets. And then, just like we always have done, we will wait till that Monday in January once we know the, uh, the seedings and the pairings for sectional, and we'll have the whole broadcast. Do I have that? No, I don't. I wouldn't want to give you that much information. He's reading the time. schedule. Looking, it's like, I've never seen that. <laughs> Just show up when I tell you to. Yeah, like tonight when I text, he's like, Steve doesn't think we're having a show tonight. Why don't you text Rouse and make sure we're on a schedule? Cause Steve's like, you're not on the program. I was like, yeah, I think Dane said we were. I think I think Lorette uh, – she, Lorette does a great job, but once in a while she, she does. She just, you know, sometimes she responds back to me and she says, Dane, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and I have, to, I have to cycle back and say, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And I expect her to have full high school wrestling knowledge too. Like, AC, like and she's good. You tell her this is the ACAC tournament. She knows, okay, that means South Adams adds, Adams Central adds. If it's the NE8 tournament, that Belmont only adds, all of those types of things. She's got it down. Well, you got to remember, Ooh, P- have PGW does not have this kind of sports schedule. I can guarantee you. No, they don't. Hey, speaking of Jay County, this is our last thing before we go off the air. I've heard a little birdie tell me a rumor that the ACAC is about to go through some major changes. And one of those is that Jay County is on the way out. Really? In just a year or two. So we'll see whether that comes to fruition. The the, the linchpin to all that is that Blackhawk Christian will be joining the ACAC. That's the rumor. The rumor is that once they transition from 8-man football to 11-man football, they will jump into the ACAC and they will prevent the, the conference from folding because if Jay County leaves and you're down to just six teams, I don't think there's any six-team conferences left in Indiana. Everybody's got at least seven. You mean you're actually going to add another Allen County school to be they the will. Allen County they Athletic will. Conference? So we'll see what uh, transpires with that. I know you and I have such an affinity for Jay County High School, and we've been there so often. I but, didn't uh, say that at all. That's an assumption. To not have them be a part of the ACAC certainly changes our, our travel plans and probably cuts down on our mileage we well, send to the boss. That would make a lot of teams happy, just like the South Adams Starfires football team might be happy when Adam Central, through success rule and, and uh, numbers, move up here in a couple of years. And they'll take them out of that same sectional. Yeah, as we discussed earlier in the season, and we were completely ignorant to the rules <laughs> like everybody else was, Adam Central will need to win semi-state next year to move up the following year into 2A. Same thing for Belmont and Volleyball. And I, I 
look to see them do that. I mean, they're. I mean, not, well, they're, they're, not, not just success, but for enrollment, they're at three seventy three. Yeah, they they're really, put, they're really close. That and that's a two year cycle, so they could move up in enrollment anyways. But I agree, just like that, they're going to be better in wrestling this year. Yes, they lost Alex Curry, Blake Hirely. This year's football team, they're only losing a couple guys, yeah. and the the weapons that they have back, whew, they're good. So with that, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors. I'd like to thank everybody that sat in with us on a show tonight. I'd like to thank all of our uh, good people that tune in, listen to the podcast, keep those podcast numbers high, just so Dane and I's hats get a little bit tight with our big heads. But uh, I'd like to also thank Steve Rouse for sticking around for the uh, uh, extra podcast session. And, and, and that doesn't take a lot to do. He's worked some late nights here. Doesn't Purdue play a game, like start to tip well, off like at 10.30? That's over now, but when the Pacers go to the West Coast, I don't even I don't, I don't know it, what we're, we're going to do. The, hey, if you want a free oil change, you need to be here. That's, yeah. the, that's the lesson you learned. Or about. you could just let Jeff Bright get them all. <laughs> He gets a whole fleet. All right, with that, we're going to sign off. I'd like to thank everybody, and uh, stay tuned two weeks from now for the next Haggard Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly.